I'm Dr. Sharon Dukes. And I'm Melvin Dukes. We're HBC graduates, proud educators, and most importantly, husband, husband and wife. wife. And you're listening to After School, School Talk, Talk Podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of After School Talk. Well, I'm your co-host, Mr. Dukes, and I'm your other co-host, Dr. Dukes. Dr. Dukes, Dr. Dukes, what's going on? Um, this week I have posted episodes that were some of our favorites and telling people to go back and listen. Yep. We used to butcher this intro. Which means we would stutter and mess up and you'd be like, Hello, oh wait, who wait a minute, you did Yes, we did that for like the first I don't know how many episodes. So it was funny going back and hearing it and how now we just say it like it's nothing. Yeah. It's, that, <laughs> but, it's our thing now. Yes, like <laughs> if I played for you the intro uh, like even toxic parents, it was like, what? <laughs> Y'all couldn't get it out. Your... What are you trying to say? We've come a long way. Hallelujah! And just what a year and a half. Yeah, two it'll years. be two years. September four. September fourteenth. 12th. Whenever my big brother now, oh, I messed up calling him big brother. He only four days older than me. I don't want him to get spicy. But the day uh being Benjamin Ivy's birthday, that's our podcast anniversary. He got a wedding coming up. And we gotta get ready for it. <clears throat> get ready, get ready, get ready. Um, any any what what current events wanna talk about? Any, what's going on in the world? Thank God the uh gas prices are going back down. Cause boy, <laughs> that was a quick scare. <laughs> I was actually excited for a while because I thought maybe they was the school system gonna think about the buses not being able to get gas. Baby. And the buses can't get gas and they can't get students to get to the school. So if the school students can't come to school, then we don't have to work. But the yeah, they gas. figured all that out. You yeah. coming to work. Yeah, they, ain't, they, ain't, they ain't never doing this quarantine thing again. Yeah, yeah. But any generation after us, we will tell them about these days because they're going to figure out how to never quarantine people again. And now the CDC has said we don't have to wear masks. If you've been vaccinated. If you've been vaccinated, but how are we going to know if you're vaccinated? That's very true. I know somebody who, to my face, said she will not get vaccinated. So I was like, oh yeah, there's definitely several people out there that won't get vaccinated. Yeah. To each there. your own, absolutely. Oh, but yeah, absolutely. it's just a reminder of, you know, that's how we, we're not going to know. So that's why most, not most people, I'll, I'll say most people on my timeline that I'm friends with are like, nah, I'm still going to rock my mask for a little while longer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's how I'm going to be too. I, I ain't going to lie. Sometimes I, I will take it off. You're going to have to like pull your mic up a little bit or like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Is that going to be on the air? Yes, yeah, we editing. This is all natural. No, um, somebody asked me that the other day too about our editing, and I was like, maybe twice have I had to like, oops, cut. We messed up something. Yeah. We'll do that. Also, happy also, belated birthday! Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's another reason why we have an episode last week because I was. That's the only reason why we didn't have an episode last week. Oh yeah, the I only reason. Yeah, <laughs> cancel an issue. We at the house. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was I was definitely celebrating my birthday uh, for that weekend. So, oh, and it was Mother's Day. That was Sunday. Um, so yeah, I'm 36 now. Oh God, <laughs> one year close to 40. I remember being younger, thinking 40 was oh oh oh. oh. That was like, I remember my my daddy's 40th birthday. It was like Lordy Lordy, daddy's 40. But now I'm four years away from that. Mm-hmm. And and I actually, yeah, I'm four, I'm four years from that. Man. But it doesn't seem so ancient as it once did. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like 40. And we still talking about college days and high school days. Like, right. oh, okay, we not that far removed. Yep, yep, yep. 
Yes, so we're going to jump into the topic for the day because this has been a heavy topic amongst me and my colleagues and friends. And I originally want to go a whole another direction. I especially want to go a whole another direction because J. Cole just dropped his album. Oh, yeah. Shout so out. we are going to Drop definitely... Drop one of the coolest bombs, J. Cole, in the new album. Make the noise. I forgot what the noise is. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we haven't done it in so long. <laughs> you so trash but yeah jay cole's new album and um and we may do this on the next episode but i really want to talk about how people um the younger generation especially uh some of them really understand and know how to respect and appreciate mm-hmm. music and then others like your first thing is just to attack like you know, hearing people, you know, just like Nicki Minaj just dropped music and people being, and people being like, Lil' Kim could never, because that's, you see, that's why she ain't trending no more. Lil' Kim is like 50, y'all. Right, she got, she's been out of that. She's literally in the game, the game of just collecting money from old songs. Right. That's what, she's, that's, it, it, but y'all, it's just a hoose. That's going to be a whole other thing. But J. Cole's album, have you listened to the old album? Somewhere? No, I still haven't. I, I think I got two more songs left, but I just want you to know I almost crashed my car for 95 South. That took me out of the game, baby. You heard that little John in the end? Yep, yep. Brought a little old school. Not old school. I shouldn't even say that because I ain't old. Brought a little uh, yeah, throwback to You just it. said you ain't old. Right. Brought a little throwback to the, uh, to the album. Yes, it was great. No complaints here. So, we are getting into the episode um, where we are talking about It's All About Me. The song going to be used to, uh, uh, what's the word? Bring this in. It's going to be Maya featuring Cisco. It's All About Me. It's all about me, 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 me. me, me. Forget, Forget about it. you, 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 hey. you, you. So, so what you gonna, gonna do, 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 do? Are you gonna then give it up? Is it give it up or get it up? I don't know. I don't know. Now I'm wondering what she meant by that. I remember that. I remember them bleeping out the word ass in the song. Look at that. You know how music used to go like, ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, what did she say? What, what happened? Yeah, I got older. I was like, that's what she said? Boy, y'all got too much time on your hands. Okay, so we are going to talk about dealing with narcissism. If you have not heard what narcissism is, I guarantee by the end of this episode, you're going to know everything um, as much as possible about it. And you're going to be able to identify at least five people that you know who are narcissists. That's how, that's how I feel like this is going to go. And having conversations with people in the past um, couple of weeks, months about it, um, it's just it, it literally gives you an aha moment. It gives you a chance to go, wait. That's why that person acts like that. They are a narcissist. It it just it's almost where it gives you that diagnosis and now you can feel like I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm not crazy. They are a narcissist. So we're not only gonna talk about what a narcissist is, but get into their their traits and their habits, but also how to cope with a narcissist. Which, unfortunately, you guys, it ain't gonna be as positive as you think as far as coping with them. But um, uh, one thing in particular I put in my notes is that you will not know you have been conned by a narcissist until it's too late. So when we go into everything, you are gonna realize. You know how you can kind of get discernment from a distance that somebody's off or they're mean or they had attitude or something? Yeah. It don't work like that with narcissism. They're very nice initially, mm-hmm. and they seem like the best thing in the world. So it's not going to be until you're fully invested in them that you go, oh, 
Gotcha. You, you're a narcissist. So if you want a reference point of some of the things that we'll be talking about, go to Jada Smith's Red Table Talk on YouTube. Um, she has two episodes about narcissism. The first episode has 7.7 million views. So, and I'm Jesus. late, yeah, and I'm late to the table as far as knowing about that. But that was back in 2020 that she even had this discussion before COVID. So, go watch that and um, after you listen to this and everything will make sense. So, let's get into it. Now, what is a narcissist? Go, go ahead. Yeah. I was, you just scared me when you Because <laughs> we I'm, I'm. I'm kind of anxious to get because you did a whole lot of background talking just now, and I I just want to get right into what is a narcissist. What is okay? So instead of giving a broad definition, I want to go through the traits of a narcissist mm-hmm. and um, highlight that what was talked about from Red Table Talk, and I need to look up who the um, uh, the researcher was that they had on the on table talk who was like the guru of narcissism because she explains that you may you even yourself may have one or two or three of these traits but we're talking about somebody who pretty much checks off half if not all Mm -hmm. okay so that's the thing you could be somebody who um you know feels entitled or something like that but you're not all the rest of these okay so let's go down the list think about some people in your life and that you know kind of Gets under your skin <laughs> and tell me, tell yourself in the car or wherever you at, holler back at me and Mr. Dukes and tell us to be like, yes, that is him or her. Um, they have an exaggerated sense of self-importance. So an exaggerated sense of self-importance is like, it's about me, but on another level. You know how we promote self-care? Like you should take care of yourself, have some time yourself. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's always time for me and yeah. myself. It's, it's, to me, it's like a person that... I mean, yeah, you do this, but I do this on the job, okay? Mm-hmm. I make sure that da 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 I always have da-da-da-da-da, and all the people that I have to watch is da-da-da-da. But I mean, but yeah, you do I something. I mean, but yeah, you do a little something, something. But I. Exaggerated sense of self-importance. But I. <laughs> they have a sense of entitlement and require. Say that word again? They have a sense of entitlement. Entitlement. You say entitlement. Okay, because I'm from Augusta, Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen at you, country boy. And require constant, excessive admiration. So this is when you got to tell me I'm doing a good job all the time. Mm-hmm. Not where, like, in the five love languages, words of affirmation, but I require you to tell me all the time that I'm doing a good job. That's crazy. Yeah, uh-huh. They expect to be recognized as superior even without achievements that warrant it. Wait, explain that one. They expect to be recognized as superior, mm-hmm. even without achieve- achievements that warrant it. You know, oh, you know how some people will say they are professional at something, but they don't have the credentials to say that they are professional at it? Yeah. So I, I mean, yes, I may not warrant that. <laughs> That may not be on my resume, nor do I have the certification. But I'm or do on my have, way. But, no, I ain't I'm on my way. I am. Oh, oh, Jesus. I am. Pipe down. And if I don't, it's because y'all haven't figured it out yet that I am this person. Oh, okay, okay. But okay, I okay. am, honey. I am that person. Sometimes it's that person, like we said in the bloody shoes, where it's like, oh, yeah, I do this, I do that, I do this. Do do you do all that? Mm. <laughs> no. Um, They exaggerate achievements and talents. Y'all know Kevin. So they Kevin. Street Kevin. 
be preoccupied with fantasies about success, power, brilliance, beauty, or the perfect mate. So the people who want to create this perfect world, it has to be, it's for show, it's for look, it's for the gram. They have created this fantasy about what money and success and, and the relationship and the family and the picket fence and the, and the dog, that idea looks like. Okay. They believe they are superior and can only associate with equally special people. That's that elitist mentality. What's your, what's your tax bracket? Or what college did you go to? How many degrees do you have? Well, I can't ride with you if you don't have all those things. They look at other people like they beneath them. Yes. <clears throat> yes. Huh. You have to be at least on their level. Uh, monopolize conversations and belittle or look down on people they perceive as inferior. Who this is the baby. You just talk too much. <laughs> ain't no ain't no other way around. You just talk too much. God, dog. Like, I recently I realized uh, that, and I told my students I'm going to help them when it comes to interviews. That some people talk too much in interviews. Hush, hush. Yeah, you can sometimes you can blow your chances. Yeah, like you just talk too much. Ain't no other way around it. And when they say monopolize the conversation, Melvin walks in the room and says, his friend just died. Somewhere along the line, we end up talking to uh, Judy for a whole 30 minutes about her friend that died five years ago. Because mm-hmm. you got to monopolize. You got to go back to you. Right. We go back to you. Every, yeah, every conversation got to come back to you. And which, something that's surrounded by you. Yeah, yes, yeah. which I want to point out, I have recognized more in people when I say something. And I was talking to somebody the other night and we I said something. I said, forgive me for using my experience as a reference. And he was like, no, 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 no. That's actually helping me understand. And I was like, because I want to know. I'm not trying to talk about um, yeah, me. I ain't trying to. But I'm just trying to have a reference. Yeah, a reference point. But you'll see some people where... You don't care nothing about that. You care nothing about that. I'm just gonna talk about. I know you talking about that, but um, again, it's about me, 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 me. (laughs) Mm. Okay, what's the other one? What else we got? Um, they, I love this one. Unquestioning compliance with their expectations. You cannot go against their expectations. Hmm. That's a big one. Um, you and I recently talked about that of like. A student chose to go to a different college than their mentor told them to go to. Mm-hmm. So the mentor cut them off because mm-hmm. you can't go against what, they, what, what they my expectation. Yeah. Yes, what I said to do. Mm-hmm. Very, very critical thing. Um, they take advantage of others to get what they want. Okay. That's a given. I think that's something people would think about of a narcissist anyway, right? Um, having inability or unwillingness to recognize the needs and feelings of others. One of the big things that the Red Table Talk uh, researcher was discussing was that um, they don't have empathy for others. They lack empathy for others. Which makes sense because they're into themselves. Yes. So it's, I don't see your problems and issues. I only see mine and, and see a reason why you should care. That's where they are. That's where they are. Say that. Um, they are envious of others and believe others envy them. That's the most, that's how you know a narcissist got some jacked up stuff going on in your mind. It's because I, I, I've seen people do this. You don't have X, Y, and Z. So you're jealous of the other person. But if somebody was to say something to you, it's always like, well, they just haters. They just jealous of me. But your actions are showing that you're jealous of them. Mm-hmm. Or just jealous of somebody, period. But the the shoe can't be on the other foot. Yeah, it's it's like I'm I'm There's a double standard there. Yeah, I'm jealous, and I'm also and I also believe that you're jealous of me. Whew. Um, they behave in an arrogant or haughty. I don't know what haughty is. Manner coming across as conceited or boastful. Um, 
that gives me a cat version too, a flexing. It makes me think flexing. Insist on having the best of everything. For instance, the best car or office or house. Now, one thing that was said too, as we, this is the last point of different traits of a narcissist that you put all together. At the root and at the core of them. What about them? They're insecure. At the root and at the core, they're insecure. <laughs> now, just, yeah, just me thinking about um some people that I either have worked with or, yeah, mostly have worked with. Um, there is some kind of insecurity there. Um, whether whether they they'll be upfront about it or be honest nope. about it, that's a different question. But yeah, there is some kind of insecurity there. Even even former students <laughs> or current students, you can you can see that uh, narcissism in them. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, goodness. Mm-hmm. And like we said, this is not just somebody who. You know, if they insist on having the best of everything, they're a narcissist. No, you yeah, can't, take, some you of these can't traits, take one of these traits. Yeah, some of these traits are, okay, if you insist on having the best of everything, then cool. That ain't necessarily nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But now you put all these together in one person. Here we go. We have a narcissist. Right. So, okay, I want to say this too, and then we're going to get into some examples. We're going to talk about, like, what the impact really is in dealing with a narcissist. But let's let's first get into the levels of it. So, you have a classic narcissist. Who is into self and showboating. So that's that person that you just, you always capping, you always flexing as a kid. We all know that one. You know the classic narcissist. We all know a a classic narcissist. This one is a little more hidden and you don't realize it's narcissism, which is the covert narcissist. That is the person who always plays the victim. It is always, the world is against you. It is always you ain't get the job because they don't like you. you. You can't. Um, get up in life because everything is rolling against you. Anybody who critiques you, you, you tell them that they are against you, they don't love you. It's always where you got to have all the sympathy and attention on you because you are the victim. Mm-hmm. I've known a couple of those. Yes. The next one, which is um more, I, I, the word I'm going to say is more explosive. It's like a, whoa, um, is the malignant narcissist. These are the people that come in very charming, very charismatic. They Fill the room up. Everybody loves them. Like you're, they you gravitate towards them. But, but as soon as they get the opportunity, whew, they are going to manipulate the fact that they get they can get that attention from you mm-hmm. for their benefit and mm-hmm. drop you like a bad habit. Yeah, because yeah. I, I I come in and I swoon and get everybody's attention. Da da da, and do this and do this. And when I get what I need from you, I drop you like that. I'm gone. <laughs> Deuces. Yes. And the last one, which is to me a little. Tricky and whoo, ooh, okay. You, okay, the reason why I'm doing all this, ooh, and y'all, is because you know how like people name, like people faces and names pop up when I hear this. I'm like, Lord, let me not call people name out. But the last one is a noble narcissist. They do a lot of get th- a lot of good deeds in the community or for people, but they only do it for validation. Mm-hmm. It's not a genuine a genuine care for somebody, they do it to be validated. Because I know I'm going to get some kind of recognition on mm-hmm. the other side. So they're the person where if I did all the work, I need my name on the building after I've done all the work. Mm-hmm. I need the award or the plaque for it. Um, and people will be able to, this is how you are able to identify a noble narcissist. And if you are anybody that knows me well, <laughs> you going to know what I'm talking about when I talk about a noble narcissist right here. It looks like they are a savior to the community, but anybody that knows them behind closed doors know they are mean and evil. So to the world, it's like, Melvin, 
I'm you. I mean, say your mama, for example, who is not a narcissist whatsoever. But Melvin, you're you're Miss Duke's son. She's the greatest teacher. She's the best person in the world. And you sitting there like, bro, she be cussing us out. <laughs> she don't ever do nothing for nobody. She she you know like you know what I'm saying you know but like again, she's evil. Right, right. But right. to the world, she's the savior. <clears throat> yeah, I was just gonna say. And again, that she said that she's using this as an example. That's not yes. true. <laughs> nah, not at all. Where your mama is at school is where your mama is home. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. She, the teacher don't turn off. <laughs> I'm telling you. She, she got all the, all the same like elementary teacher kind of vibes when she get home too, which is hilarious. So it's not. It is not that they. Um, so I should say not using her, but it's not that they want to genuinely be a person that does community service, but they want to do it to get the recognition. And one thing that lady pointed out is like, they will either continuously, they will be, they will be in a position to do the community service in the most beautiful way. Mm-hmm. Where it's like that person that's out there planting a, a flower in the best outfit with the sun, right. And getting the right filters so they can post it or they continuously promote all the things that they do like on social media and stuff nowadays. Like mm-hmm. you got to tell everybody every day what you do for everybody so that you can keep me in likes and clicks. Gotcha. So the four different types of what now? Col- it's four. Classic narcissist, covert narcissist. <laughs> don't, don't roll your eyes. The people didn't see that, but I saw it. A classic narcissist, a covert narcissist, a malignant narcissist, and a noble narcissist. Gotcha. All right. All right. So what is the impact of this? Yeah, exactly. Like what's all of it? Okay, so we know all of this. We know all these different people. How does this affect me in my daily life if I am interacting with narcissists? One thing that I used in talking to when I'm t- and I've talked to somebody about somebody they work with. I talked to about four people about somebody where with. talked to another two other people about somebody they're married to. Okay. Mm-hmm. When I say this one line, all of them go, they be read. Well, heck, some of them do cuss, but it's like, God dang it, right mm-hmm. there, that yeah. right there. When I say this, they like that, 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 that. I said, um, you one sign that you may be dealing with a narcissist is that they will make you think that you're crazy. Hmm. Okay. Like, you will have a conversation and say, I feel this, this, this. And they do a tactic that's called, and they talk about it on a red table talk, and I was like, thank y'all so much for uh, equating this with this. They will gaslight you. Gaslighting? We bring that word back. We had it before. Or did we just talk about it in general? We might anyway, talking about it mostly Gaslighting. Yes, they'll gaslight you. What does that mean? So, gaslighting is to not validate someone's feelings or concerns to mm-hmm. make it seem like you're crazy to say that. Mm-hmm. So if you came and said to me, um, what'd be a good one? Well, Melvin, I feel like we need to, Oh, mm-mm. I'm going to use an example. Somebody gave me, you obviously have an attitude. You said you, you've hung up the phone in my face. Mm-hmm. So when we see each other in person, I'm like, what's wrong with you? And you're like, why are you always yelling at me? That's what's wrong with me. Cause you're always yelling. Wait, no, no, no. I, <laughs> you hung up the phone on me because something was wrong with you, and they're like, "No, it's always you." Like they, they turn. It's going to be you. It's you're, It's not me. Whatever it is, I got to show you that you do that. Y'all about to say it's going back to the whole victim thing, playing a, playing a kind victim. of, but not even a. Yes, yes, yes. Very much so. Very much so. Victim, but not in a. I want sympathy. I want to deflect. Okay. Um. I, I and I and the thing I like about it being like a gas light. It's like I'm going to send you into an atmosphere to make myself feel better. Because mm-hmm. that gaslighting is like a, it's like a racist. Let's use a racist as an example. 
of once you done called me the N-word and now I'm furious and want to go off. You're like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Or, or with black women when we get a little loud. Mm-hmm. Well, why are you yelling? Yeah. Oh, it's so toxic. Oh my gosh, because you're yelling. But you you literally just, just triggered me and said all these things to make me think I'm crazy. And then now you step back and go like, what's wrong with you? Now, some people can have narcissist moments. Because I think You've been a narcissist to me. <laughs> oh, no, that's you. I was in there. Listen, that's you. Because, you know, ah. I told you something that you do, and we've definitely worked on this, of, like, speaking in totality. Mm-hmm. You don't never let me do... So, I don't never let... Yeah, it was probably the case at that time. Okay. I don't even talk about it no more. Never mind. Thank yeah. you for coming to the Ask No, no, no you got to finish. You no, because you still pick ass like me on the air. Whatever. Anyway, keep going. So they will, and, and now I'm going to say, because I agree, I understand the gaslighting in terms of, of relationships, mm-hmm. because the other thing is this, they make you feel like you got to record the conversation, because you're looking like, I know I didn't say that, and they're like, but you said that, no, you're telling me what you heard, or you're telling me what you want to deflect and you want me to think, mm-hmm. but that's or not what I said. It? Yeah. That's not what I said. So you can be dealing with somebody who now you make me feel like I'm crazy, you, and you don't validate my feelings or what I'm saying, I always have to flip into where... You're the problem. And then, so that makes me feel like I have to record the conversation and show like, hey, hey, hear, you hear what I said? Mm-hmm. Did you hear what you said? This is the problem. Yeah. Okay? On top of that, you feel like you have to, you know how I'm thanking God for deliverance with this, but you know how you can say something to somebody and you know that that person will, like I said, gaslight it, so you take a long time before you respond via text. Mm-hmm. Or you send a long message because you're hoping that you spill out all the details so that they don't they don't manipulate your words. Mm-hmm. So it's something as simple as I feel as if you don't communicate with me. For example, on Sunday night at five o'clock PM, when I walked in the room, I said at a certain tone that like you you have to give all the details, the details because they're going you you feel like they're gonna take this one thing <laughs> I said and they're gonna flip it and make me feel like I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. And then now I I I end up in the end feeling drained every time I'm around this person. You drain the piece out of me <laughs> because it is always going to be a narcissist can't be wrong they can't be wrong and even if they admit a wrong is in such a disgenuine manipulative way or just say it in a way where it's like i mean yeah i was wrong but anyway it's it's like something they just brush off yeah they just brush it right on off or they wait until you already walking out the door and packed your bags and i'd be like i'm gonna be the best person i can i I promise now no you just want to reel me in so we can keep doing this this rodeo of mm. foolishness okay um so one thing that it with a narcissist person that i get annoyed with and i don't know how to like i just have to remove myself is that narcissists get glorified for their behavior they are glorified for the by, for their behavior and i hate that especially a noble narcissist that irks my nerves because when I know that you're only doing this to showboat and to get validation and you're going to get it. So it just continuously to fuels it. So that's why I'm very particular about people being silent around a narcissist. And what I mean by silent is like not holding them accountable for certain things because for them, that's the fuel. If you're, if you, if you continue to like and tell me I'm the greatest and give me gifts and, and promote my narcissism, my narcissism is going to continue to grow. But I, the other part of that too is, um, 
who's ever giving them the accolades or the praise or whatever may not even be paying attention to the fact that they're they are a narcissist or they're dealing with a narcissist. You know what I don't, you know, I'm gonna disagree with that. And I'm not oh, no no. Mm, hold on, let me not say I'm gonna disagree. I agree with that. But I think that the other person enjoys being in the foolishness. Okay. Now that can be true, yeah. You don't know it's a narcissist, but somewhere, somehow, you are um enjoying the chaos. Or you don't know how to get out of the chaos. So I'm I I could be follow, follow me on this. Think about it like this: if you keep making me think I'm crazy and you keep turning the victim on me, and I'm a people pleaser, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna try to keep trying to figure out how to make you happy. I just I don't I'm I'm really gonna internalize that as I'm doing something wrong. So I'm trapped in this 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 world with a narcissist mm-hmm. that continues to manipulate me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep giving. If you're a giver, you're just gonna keep giving. And right. a narcissist know that's the type of person they had. That's why they keep them close. Got you. Okay, so it it could be where it's like you know you do a good job of this of where once you don't realize it's, it's crazy you be like oh shut that down we ain't got to talk ever again in life <laughs> like you just Mm-mm. yeah and I yeah that's that that's how I'm thinking like I I just won't deal with it anymore I'm either gonna cut it off or I ain't gonna pay no attention or or it's not getting to me like that <clears throat> um like I I might not be be paying it no attention like that versus somebody. Like you, like okay. The case you just brought up was, um, it irks you to see that the narcissist is getting the praise or whatever, especially when they know that they're doing this to get the praise. But the person that's giving them the praise may not even be. be oh yeah, they're not aware. It's just right. that's what I'm saying. It's you on the other end seeing it and knowing. I want you to think about if you had a female, like you're a female best friend or somebody, like that, right? Mm-hmm. That you see, you know that her, let's not use that, because oh, you would go over there and, and beat his ass. Um, let's just say you saw or knew that there was somebody being abused by their husband, mm. but their husband was like one of the top people, you know, in, in our clique. Everybody loved him. He seemed like the greatest. He helps everybody. He always there to help you move your stuff. He give money. He, he in the community. So... I want you to be that person that knows both sides, though. Mm-hmm. That I see you being nasty over here and hurting this person, but then I see you getting accolades on this side. Mm-hmm. And that the accolades fuels him into thinking, I'm not doing nothing wrong. Because if I was doing something wrong, I wouldn't I wouldn't get all this shine. Yeah. You don't really understand that you are... Because narcissists don't have empathy. You know, so he doesn't know he's hurting nobody. You know who's coming to mind right now? Who? What's the movie? It's a Tyler Perry movie where the guy ended up getting paralyzed. And Diary of a Mad Black Diary Woman. Diary of a Mad Black Woman. That, that's the that's the that's the face that I'm seeing this this whole time we talk about a narcissist for real. That's a good one, baby. That's a good one because he up there getting that award and to my wife mm-hmm. who I love dearly. And then since we get home, home, treating them like oh yeah, trash. I got another girl. I'm gonna kick you out. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. What? Yeah. One thing that they talked about with a narcissist, and this really comes for the malignant narcissists especially, but all of them do it. Um, is this thing where they are good and making you, making you feel like you are the only person in their life. And they called it love bombing, where they just, like, drop. They Like, it's so much love that they give. It's so heavy and it's so overwhelming that you just feel like, I'm never going to get this feeling again with them. And they, and they do, they do, and the thing is this, they subconsciously do all these things, but they do it 
and then when they drop you, you literally feel like nothing. So you're forever chasing the high of that bombing of love that that person gave you. And sometimes that's what wraps you back into wanting to be with them. And and this goes back to the whole manipulating thing. Mm-hmm. That's what it all boils mm-hmm. down to. You know, you remember we we <clears throat> talked about this. I don't know if we're talking about a podcast. Uh, we've seen people literally belittle somebody mm-hmm. and then buy them a gift. Yeah, I've definitely yeah. in a professional setting. We are talking about workers, employees, do this to employees. Mm-hmm. That is manipulation. You didn't you didn't apologize for your actions. You you just literally was like, I'm going to I'm a, a Ike Tina you. <laughs> there you go. That's another one. You yep. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I'm a I'm I'm gonna treat you like crap Ike behind the scenes. Narcissist. He <laughs> is. And then I'm gonna come here and then hand you something. But and see and the thing is people gotta understand it, it doesn't always look like physical abuse it can be emotionally abusing right. like somebody who plays a victim every time you call me it's something wrong with you and we got to sit here and talk about how the whole world is against you when we really know like no you did something jacked up but if i say that now you're gonna be mad at me mm-hmm. so now i just gotta sit here and just be drained of you having the issue and i don't want to i don't want to talk about that because you got all the problems and that's when i could be like all right we're not talking about this because i don't want to hear it I, but you know what mm. One thing that they said that's very is impactful. I told y'all we was going to talk about, like, can you cope with it? I mean, coping with it. The lady said <laughs> that narcissists never change. That was probably the most, like, punch in the face thing I, she said in that whole thing. Because I was waiting for her to say, like, what do we need to do to help this person get better and not be a narcissist? She was like, nothing. <laughs> like, no, it don't happen. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to forever be wrapped up in themselves. Woo. But it got to be some kind of therapy for a, for a narcissist. You and in the episode two, they literally had somebody on there, and he would slip back into his narcissist ways, even in a conversation with her. And it was like, you're. Do I think that somebody forever is the way they are? Yes, they can be if they choose to be. Mm-hmm. And if this is a actual, because um, it is a, uh, it is actually a personality disorder. If if this is a disorder and an issue that you're dealing with, and you won't choose to face your own demons, then we can't get anywhere. I remember now that I know and I've known who the narcissists were and are in my life. One in particular, I remember everybody wanting to do an intervention for this person. We need to do this. We need to do, I mean, every day it was a different thing of thinking of how to help this person. Let's do this. Let's do it. What if we all sit together and do it? What if we get all the ladies together and talk to them? Oh, you know, uh, she close with uh, such and such. Maybe if we did it, it was all about trying to set it up. And I remember when I got to the point where I was like, they're not going to change. I don't care what, what happens because I literally watched this person talk out loud about how she mistreated someone and then talked herself right out of it. And I said, oh, God, no. Ooh, like geez. the person deserved it or something. Yeah, it was like, you know, <laughs> I just I got to calm down and stop, you know, yelling at Melvin like that because, you know, that, that just wasn't right. But, I mean. He did. <laughs> yeah, you know, when I think about that thing, though, I, I mean, I tried to help him in the beginning. I was like, what? <laughs> like, everybody in the room looked like, like, what did no, sis, that's no. And I was like, you're not going to change. You're not going to change because it's never going to be your fault. 
it will never be your fault. Mm-hmm. And even if it's your fault, let me tell you something else, because you've heard this, they'll throw it out there in a victim way that it's their fault. Well, I'm just the worst wife in the world. You're right. I'm just a horrible wife. Extreme sarcasm. Mm-hmm. So now you're feeling bad because they know they know how to manipulate you into going back to saying, like, you're right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have made you feel like that. Because at the end of the day, you need to know your place. And as a narcissist, my place is on top. Your place is underneath me. So if a narcissist will never change, what do you do for, with, around, to... Honestly, I think that would be a whole nother episode to talk to because I realized that in their conversation, there are levels to that. They had somebody who called in whose mom was a narcissist. Mm -hmm. Well, it's your mom, right? Can't just cut her off. And and really in truth, now, you know, millennials, you can. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Millennials don't care. But the lady gave the advice. She said, you need to set time limits with your mama. You have to set boundaries. So she said, next time you get on the phone with her, if you realize that a 10-minute mark or five-minute mark, I'm done. She has now started talking crazy. I was about to say, that actually makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm because I, I can't actually cut you off, I'm going to give you your increments of time, of my time, because if I give you too much, it's going to be draining for me. Yes. So I got to cut you off at a certain point. Right. That makes perfect sense. Right, right, right. So you can do that with coworkers. You can do that with a boss. You can do that with church members or whoever. But the one side that I feel like that would take a whole nother conversation is in a marriage. Baby, ain't no cutoff. We here. Yeah. It's twenty four seven. Divorce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's that from Brown Sugar? My divorce. <laughs> yeah. Is that from Brown Sugar? It is from Brown oh, Sugar. Yeah, yeah. When he clinked the glass, talking about he wanted mm. some champagne to celebrate. My divorce. But no, don't jump to divorce. Uh, like you said, that that might be a whole another conversation. But it is is it, it will definitely go deep. Um, deeper than just. But I'm be honest with you. Cutting off time. But it, if you got a big house. You go on one side, you go on the other side, y'all meet up in the middle every now and then. If it doesn't drain you, let's stay with them. You could could be somebody who with a narcissist and just enjoy it. But um, two two things I'm going to say. If they are and you drain, get out. Because one thing I I think COVID has taught us, life's too short to be locked up with somebody you you won't, like, that does not, that does not make you better. Mm -hmm. That's the thing with you and I, like, we can have issues and I be, Lord knows I be real punching your face, Jesus. What punch me then? Don't I'm my arm's too short to reach Don't across this me. table. Don't tempt me. Aggravate. But it's like okay, talk, communicate, compromise. Because we're two humans, we're two separate people, we're raised in two different environments. Talk, communicate, compromise. What? You put that on a shirt. Boy, anybody put that on a shirt. Anyway. Talk, uh, communicate, compromise. So technically well, talk and communicate the same thing. Okay. Well you said it. Well if you hadn't stopped and Don't, went back to it, nobody would have known. Oh. Yeah, see that come come on. Talk, communicate, compromise, and then what? And be quiet. That's the <laughs> that's the. <laughs> yes, Jesus. Okay, you can, you can talk now. Because I was going to wear it out. Now, you this said fool didn't close his eyes, y'all. I, he literally closed his eyes I and turned his head. Completely shut it all the way down. You know I can and will. Mm-hmm. I can too, man. I ain't asked you to do nothing though. You said that don't talk. Anyway, anyway, in a marriage, we you get on my nerves, I get on yours, but you get on mine more and do what now? Ooh, spicy. <laughs> but really and truthfully, it's about compromise. If you can't compromise with the person it, because of their narcissism, that's when I would say you need to get out. But one thing I want y'all to think about. Think about this. Had this conversation, you know, as you share this episode with somebody. What, you, what if you have two narcissists married to each other? 
Uh, that's a perfect marriage. <laughs> that's a perfect marriage. Made in heaven or hell. <laughs> they, they bouncing between the two. Purgatory? There you go. Two narcissists married to each other is a marriage in purgatory. You're right, because it's just going to continuously be... Um, good, good good, and bad. It's nah, because that's regular. No, it's going to be... What's this? Is it imbalance? Chemical imbalance is going to be... Uh, Im, uh, yeah, that. Yeah, that's something. Because it's so extreme. That's the yeah. difference. We, I as we get older and the couples that we know, it's like argument happened. You get on my nerves. You ain't pick up such and such in time, and it's like all right, go on about your business. Mm. But two narcissists together, it's always to me like so extreme of arguments and things, mm. and that's a problem. Or you can have a narcissist that's volatile, and that's another problem. If you put your hands on people and you're abusive, mm, mm, mm. now that's a different different situation altogether. But two things that, hey, we have to say that for another time because it's getting late at people. We are, um, got some other things to do for the weekend before we, uh, wrap it up and go head back to work on Monday. You ain't got but Hey, shout left. out to my district. Five more days and we are out for the summer, baby. Out for the summer. You just make up your own. You I'm so excited, me. bro. I'm excited and for I mean, the summertime. You but you literally stopped and looked at me like it was a commercial. Out for the summer. Like if the camera's gonna zoom in on. Yeah, you. that that's what it should have done. Lord, well, when we get on this YouTuber, and we ain't getting on no the YouTuber. YouTuber. Man, I'm, okay, I'm still wearing my helmet. Uh, my, yes, uh, yeah, the head on your shoulders. Whatever. <laughs> Big old Georgia dome. Whatever. All right, y'all. Make sure you share, subscribe, um, send the podcast out to a couple of people. Think about those people that you know in your life that drain you, and see if they have any of these narcissist traits and figure out how you're gonna cope with them and how you're gonna set your boundaries. And go back and listen to some old episodes. Um, I tell you what. Uh, <laughs> um, even if you don't want to listen to it, play it and turn the volume on. That, there we go. That way we, we can still get these counts up, these downloads up. Try to get these downloads these up. up. Almost at 13,000. Almost at 13,000. We making moves around here. All right. Bye, y'all. Peace.